Hello, everybody. I am Chrissy Baki. I am the hippie Christian who cares, and I am so glad that you joined me today. I call myself the hippie Christian who cares because I really do care. Love God, love others, straight from Jesus's mouth, and I totally believe it. And I'm not always the best at it, but I absolutely invest in it and trust it and love it. So I care, but also who cares what Chrissy Baki thinks, right? Some of you care because you know me, but I am not a theologian in any way. I am a Jesus geek, as my friend Paul refers to it instead of Jesus freak. I'm a Jesus geek because I totally geek out on the Bible and Bible stories and sharing them and just all the amazing almightiness of a triune God who saves us from sin and death and evil and loves us no matter what. So fun, crazy last week I had with Vacation Bible School and few episodes ago I did five weeks of Vacation Bible School stories and I was just doing some reflection on all my crazy life and came up with some pretty great stuff so stick with me there's a thunderstorm happening in the background so this should be interesting I knew that I wanted to give you some reflections from VBS Vacation Bible School. But on the other hand, not everybody loves Vacation Bible School as much as I do to the point that on that Friday after Vacation Bible School, I actually got the letters VBS on my what I call tattooed religious arm because it is part of who I am. However, the interesting thing is, is that the very first, so it was a food truck party and that was the theme of VBS, hilarious, and lots of food themes, lots of um, bread and fish and that kind of biblical food kind of situation. And I started off the week sharing a name of God. I wanted them to understand, you know, because littles come in and who knows what their idea of God is. You know, some of them go to church, lots of them don't. Um, I wanted them to understand God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit and different names for God, like Almighty and Creator and Father and Jesus and Emmanuel and Savior and um, Counselor and Helper and Holy Ghost. That's an old one, right? You, You hardly ever hear that anymore, but it's a good one. I think they got away from it, though, because when you say ghost, that typically is associated with somebody who has died. And our Jesus, while he did die, he rose again. So anyways... One of the names that I shared was a very Hebrew name, and it's Jehovah Jireh. And I think it's either Jehovah Jireh or maybe Jehovah Jireh. And I think I shared that with you in one of those VBS podcasts that I did. 
it's it means God provides. And as I was thinking about this podcast, I wanted to talk about how honestly the entire month of July was insanity. It was there was 4th of July. There was the my family Christmas in July. Um my son-in-law's father went to live with Jesus and prior to that he was very very sick and so Carter had a trip to see him while he was in the hospital and then there was the trip for the funeral and right after that there was a trip because he is um a youth and family director at his church I don't know that that's his real title but you get the point and they had a mission trip planned they didn't know it was going to be a week after his dad's funeral so for m- many days i was at their house helping with three kids and trying to work and trying to get ready for vacation bible school and doing all the things and getting ready for a class reunion with my friend paul and we were in charge of this event that was started off to be a 5k and then it turned into quite honestly a casual walk around the track eat donuts and catch up with friends. It was fabulous because our real goal was to raise some money for the organization Project 1649. So ours is Project 1649 in Rock County where I live, um but it is a national organization. So for those of you who live in California, Bob, or anywhere else, I'm trying to think of oh Anne also lives in California. I'm trying to think of any of my other listeners who might be out of state. I'm sure tell me if you are an out of state listener. Email me at hippychristianwhocares@gmail.com. I would love to know. Anyways, you can look on the analytics and it does say like one time it said I had a listener in Norway and Germany. Like come on. Anyways, I digress. that was our goal raising money for project 1649 and at the end of the class reunion paul did this great fundraiser online and that set the stage for earning a bunch or not earning but getting a bunch of donations then we had project 1649 join us for the donut event/casual <laughs> walk paul and i did walk an entire mile though it was awesome and then we had like a pre-game event which there was no game it was just the pre reunion party event and then we had the reunion and at the end of the reunion i walked around with the donation things hollering out well ask called to make a difference and people really did um donate a ton and it was fabulous I know if you're exhausted just listening to me can you imagine me and PS I came back on that was Saturday the reunion was Saturday after 5 days of VBS Sunday was church where the kids sang and then I had to go to I didn't have to but I chose to go to my daughter's first production with youth from the community she is the um education outreach director for the Janesville Performing Arts and the summer camp this year did Beauty and the Beast. It was awesome. So that was Sunday 
And then Monday I had to work. And today I'm recording the podcast for a Wednesday morning, um, I don't want to say debut, but it airing. And I am live from South Carolina, Hilton Head Island. So don't be too sad because it is beautiful, but hot. OMG. It is so, so, so hot. So hot the devil be complaining. That's what my husband used to say. Only he would get on a roll with saying it. My sister Susie's probably already busting a gut because she knows that when my husband gets something stuck in his head, he'll say it 400 times. Like it's, yeah, it's almost Rain Man-like. I'm just saying. My good news is Dean never listens to my podcast. So the fact that I'm ripping on him is hilarious because he'll never know unless one of you guys tell him, but I'd tell him anyways. He knows it's true. Anyways, so hot the devil be complaining. But yeah, you can even sound how manic I am from a month of craziness. And I was trying to think, what did I learn and, and where did I see God in all of that aside from Vacation Bible School? And I just kept coming back to Jehovah Jireh and God provides because I felt like God continued to provide everything that I needed, that Susie and Carter needed, that church needed, that kids needed, that just all the things. And so I quick jotted some notes down and realized that there is just biblical application to all of this. So stick with me because I think you're going to enjoy this. This could be a short episode. And if that's the case, hooray, or I might be just rambling on forever with good stuff. Let's see where God takes us. So while I will make a few Vacation Bible School references, I promise the whole episode isn't going to be just about VBS. But the first one that I wrote down was that God provides stuff. And why that came to my mind first, I don't know. It just felt like God continued to provide everything that I needed, both for Vacation Bible School, for... um while any time that I was watching um, my grandchildren while my daughter was highly involved in putting on this production of Beauty and the Beast, God just provided this stuff, everything that we needed. And some things at the right time when I wasn't really sure how it was going to happen, because maybe I didn't think about it hard enough in advance or is exhausted a few days, but God does provide it. And it makes me giggle because in the food truck party VBS, um, they had daily specials and then they had a main course. And so we would say the verse that was the main course, which is give us this day, our daily bread, Matthew 6, 11. And it cracked me up that we kept saying Matthew 6, 11, because I don't know that kids are real good about memorizing. But then when I was writing the verse that talks about 
how God gives us stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, give us this day our daily bread, Matthew 6, 11. How funny is that? Who ended up learning the verse? Chrissy did, that's who. But it is true. When we say give us this day our daily bread, Jesus Christ taught the disciples that prayer. You may know it because it is called the Lord's Prayer. Rewind to the very first episode I ever did, which was on the Lord's Prayer. That's probably the most educated episode you'll hear from me because I did lots of research. It didn't really feel like who I am. So I started to relax a little bit after, and maybe I've gotten too relaxed. I'm not sure, but you listen. And for those of you who listen and it impacts you, thank you, Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit for sure. But give us this day our daily bread is not only food, bread for sure, but also everything that we need, our clothes and our home and our school supplies. Why did I say school supplies? Because it's August and it's back to school. But um, all the things, I mean, even vacation, if you happen to be in a boat fishing, probably Paul is doing that right now. Or if you are a gardener like Susie and Judy, you know that God provides. And in that particular scenario, rain That is so important. I mean, God just provides all of the physical things that we need. And so um, also too, just for the record, um, Jehovah Jireh, um, J-E-H-O-V-A-H, Jehovah, just like Jehovah's Witness, they are worshiping what they think is a true God. It's not complete because they don't, believe that Jesus Christ is their savior, not cutting a Jehovah's Witness down because they are beautiful humans and they are extremely well-versed in their religion. That's for another day. I just want people to understand that their Jehovah and the way that we worship Jehovah is a little bit skewed. We have a triune God that we believe that Jesus Christ is our savior and that there is a Holy Spirit that is among us. And so um, that's Jehovah, and Jira is J-I-R-E-H. I did that because my sister loves it when I spell. But yeah, God does provide our stuff. Sometimes it's absolute necessity, and sometimes he throws in those things that we don't really need that are a luxury. But all good things, all gifts are from God. All our stuff, all our money, all of it is God's, and he gives us our daily bread. The order in which I am telling you what God provides isn't necessarily the order of importance, but give us this day our daily bread came right out of Christ's mouth. So that one's definitely important. The second one was energy. I think that came to my mind right away because the reality of a almost 58-year-old, I'm young for my class, just saying, almost 58-year-old, so middle-aged, definitely overweight. I'm kind of owning it this year, though, so that's not a rip on myself because life has a series of peaks and valleys, and I got into a little bit of a valley there, so no big deal, but 
a little extra weight makes it a little harder to run and jump and chase kids and get up and down from the ground at VBS and do all these crazy dance moves with all those silly songs that we sang and just lots of nights of not the best sleep because kids would get up and, you know, and my husband works some crazy hours and sometimes at one house, sometimes at another. It was a crazy week. It was a crazy month. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. And God provides the energy. And the verse that came to mind for me was Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I will tell you that on Thursday of Vacation Bible School, I went to every single day, I went to McDonald's. I know, right? And you wonder why I gained 30 pounds in a year. It wasn't just because of that, but I'm not joking you. I do dig a sausage McMuffin, not even with the egg, just straight up sausage McMuffin. I think McDonald's puts crack in their sausage. Just kidding. That's illegal. But just that whole addictiveness of their sausage, crazy, right? I'm sure that's such an ad for McDonald's though. But why I really went there was not part of the reason I ate the sausage McMuffin was it had to be better than the sugared cereal or the French toast sticks that I may or may not have also ate. Honestly, I think on the day of the French toast sticks, I didn't have the sausage McMuffin, but I went Monday through Wednesday to get a tea, half cut, half sweet, half unsweet. I, I wish I could drink unsweet tea. I'd be a rail, but I can't. It's gross. Um, but I needed that caffeine. By Thursday, I was going to Panera for a charged lemonade. So yet another fast food commercial here. But they will tell you when you're ordering it, um, ma'am, did you know that that has extra caffeine in it? I'm like, oh, yes, I do. And I need it. So Thursday, I got a, a Panera charged lemonade. And then Saturday morning after vacation Bible school, I didn't know how I was going to roll myself out of bed to do a run walk and have the energy to be the co-host to that event. I should say the, it was yeah, it would be co-hosts. There was two other people, Maureen and Paul. Um, and then, of course, Robin, who's our class pres. But I, and Grace, she helped too. Just might as well give everybody credit where credit's due. But I didn't know how I was going to do it because I was dead on my feet. So I thought, I'm going to get up and throw on my workout clothes and a pair of tennis shoes, which actually felt pretty good. And then I'm going to go right to Panera and get one of those large charged lemonades because I know I'll get a kick from that and then I can have some energy. But I think the true energy came from Jesus who gives us strength. I can do anything in Christ who gives me strength. And I did start off with a prayer and the prayer said, slow down. How hilarious is that? I'm like, slow down. Clearly I have to do this run walk thing and then I have a class reunion event all day long and then I have this and then I have that and then I have that but it just said slow your roll like I'm God I've got this and I'll take care of you and it was unbelievably awesome on top of the ad 
adorable kid that was working. I say kid because I'm a million years old, not quite old enough to be the person's grandma, but close. And she looked like a little hippie herself. And when I got up to the, to the, um, window, she's like, it's on me. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding? I'm like, you just made my day. Like that energized me. But God does that. He, he sends us what we need when we need it from often other people. And that's a good thing, right? So energy, God provides energy, Jehovah Jireh, Philippians 4.13. Perfect segue into people. God provides others for us. And that adorable young lady that was at Panera, so full of energy, so kind to buy my charged lemonade. God provided her at a moment that I needed her. Um, God provided Amy during Vacation Bible School, who's our staff, paid staff person at church, who's technically in charge of VBS, but so up and above the call of duty and always positive, always such a good, good human. She is a woman of God and I admire her tremendously. Um, also people that shared things during vacation Bible school, Larry, who donated, um, confetti. And when I mean confetti, it was shredded documents, um, that we needed to throw pretend fish and cut out paper fish and cut out bread and lots of confetti to give the excitement of the miracle that Jesus fed 5,000 with just a few loaves of bread and a few fish. Um, that was Brian. That was your father-in-law who did that. Uh, people that, that it goes sort of with the energy thing that we're not meant to do life alone. In fact, it goes all the way back to Genesis, um, 2.18, where God says, um, he created everything and he creates Adam and he sees that Adam was alone and that he needed, um, a helper. And so he creates Eve as a suitable helper. And that is the start of us being in relationship with others. Also, what came to mind is Proverbs 27 verse 17, where iron sharpens iron. And it, that's talking about how we help each other and, and by helping each other and bouncing things off of each other and conversations that we have and sometimes difficult conversations where you just want to complain and you're just frustrated that something happens. And, you know, maybe you have an older sister that says, well, maybe this, or did you think of this? Or sometimes we just have to be compassionate and you need to hear those things. And it's so true. So, all throughout the entire month were people that helped me to continue to get through just what was 
a very unusual schedule in a very not normal situation where usually you have a couple days of that and then you have a reprieve or you go on vacation and you feel like you need a vacation from your vacation because it's out of the normal and then you're out of sorts. It was a whole month of that, like I said, and just so many people the whole men's gifts team that I serve with at my church, Brian and Mary and Jim and Julie, all coming and Linda all coming out when I had double booked both men's gifts and grief share and VBS all in one day. And I was able to go and, you know, start sort of start what we do and they finished and cleaned up and fellowshiped and ran the show without me. That's a godsend. That's God providing. That's Jehovah Jireh absolutely taking what you think, how am I going to make this work? And he provides others that help you carry the load and help you make it work. And I love that. And I love that that's where I often get an enormous amount of energy. Somebody said, oh my gosh, Chris, you were so energetic Saturday morning. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if you only knew. I was not energetic at all. A little bit of charged lemonade and a little bit of Jesus providing humans that came out to donate to Project 1649. And Project 1649 staff, Tammy and Jim, and gosh, darn it, if I can't remember the other gal's name, and she's sweet and kind and lovely. And the three of them supported us beyond what you would expect. Like they made the event pretty easy. And Maureen, who had had not the best of weeks, came down and was there and was given lots of kudos and just fun and, and people who hadn't seen each other in nearly 40 years and a cougar mascot and a Craig Cougar cheerleader and advice that, you know, as a almost 58-year-old former cheerleader, you can say, hey, be proud that you're a cheerleader. Like a lot of people think that cheerleaders aren't smart or that it's not a cool um, thing to do or that it's just fun and not work. But what you do is important. Encouraging people and cheering for people is important. And you can stand tall and be proud that you are a cheerleader. Um, she probably looked at me and was like, yeah, I'm going to quit if this is what it comes to. It, I'm sure she didn't. I'm sure I might have made a teeny tiny little impact on Emma, the cheerleader. But Molly, the coach too, I'm like, this is awesome. And I'd love to do something nice for your squad sometime because this really made a difference in our event. People make a difference. Love God and love people. And when we love God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind, he gives us so much back. He provides, Jehovah Jireh provides all that we need. And sometimes, often, that's in the form of others. And all of you, you are my people. The fourth thing that I wrote down is funny because 
God has woven all of these things together. But I wrote down the word peace because God gives us peace in the midst of chaos. And I was just talking about people, and I told you I am recording from Hilton Head Island in South Carolina, and I'm here for a professional development with art teachers. And boy, it was probably approximately 15 years ago that I met a person. Her name is Debbie West, and she is wild and crazy and amazing and smart and one of the coolest art teachers I've ever met in my life. And I remember seeing her at a National Art Education Association conference. And I happened to be the president of Council for Art Education at that time. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't even understand my responsibilities as a board of directors president. And But I knew that I loved serving art teachers who served students and who provided them an art education. And so I was sort of doing this sort of presidential pep talk. But the whole time that this meeting was going on, I kept looking over at this art teacher who was sort of Stevie Nicks-like. She reminded me a little bit of my sister too. They have this great style and just look cool and they probably are better hippies than I'll ever be, but um, just instantly thought she was cool and I'd love to get to know her. And she said, hey, everybody, sorry, um, I've got to leave a little bit early this meeting. I've got another meeting that I have to go to. Thanks, everybody. And on the way out, she like whispered in my ear, hey, you used to order from this company, but now I'm going to order from where you work because you are awesome. And I was like, oh my gosh, that became the start of this amazing friendship in which um, I later would find out that we would share faith. And she's, like I said, somebody who that loves peace and love and happiness like I do. Um, and I say all that because that would have fallen into the people thing, but the peace thing, um, She's going through some stuff right now and has this amazing sense of peace about it. And God provides that. Jehovah Jireh, who provides peace in a world where it's virtually impossible to have peace, in, like I said, the last month where my life was somewhat chaotic, God provides peace. And the one that came to my mind is the from oh it's from philippians 4 9 where god talks about the peace that passes human understanding and i didn't write the verse down i'm kind of afraid i'm going to try this if it doesn't work i'll be sad that it didn't work, but hopefully we are still recording and you can hear me and it hasn't stopped, but I will go to, I'm just quick typing it in. Have you ever used um, Bible Gateway on the internet that also God provides for us? It's just an awesome way to instantly get a Bible verse. And sometimes you can just type in part of it 
and find it, which is what I do most of the time, unless I'm at VBS where we specifically memorized Matthew 6.11. But um, I wrote down the wrong one. Anyways, so that was a bad idea. But this one says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. That isn't the one that I was thinking that it was. I was thinking that it is the peace that passes human understanding, meaning when you've been diagnosed with a sickness, when somebody has gone to heaven, when you don't have any energy left, when somebody talks smack about you, or you get in a fight with your spouse, or somebody cuts you off in traffic, things like that, that how do you have peace or political turmoil or school shootings or craziness, right? So much craziness, social injustice. I'm going to stop listing things now, but sometimes in the midst of that, when you love and trust and have faith in God, you know, those are all the things that Christ has taken to the cross. And because of that, you can have that peace that passes what your brain could possibly understand. And I have felt that peace that passes human understanding many times, especially in the week of VBS. And then part of that was um, from, that then took me to where it all comes from. And the verse is Isaiah 53, 5, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. God goes through everything that you go through. All of the things that have caused us transgressions or that we have been the transgressor, um, all of our sinfulness, all of our sickness, all of our disease, all of the things that I just rambled on about, he took on. And it was the punishment that came from all of that sinfulness that he paid for and it brought us the peace. And by those wounds, we are healed. We are healed physically. We are healed mentally. We are healed spiritually. And for that, we can be grateful because Jehovah Jireh, God provides peace. And there is always a naysayer. That's really like an old person thing to say, isn't it? A naysayer, but kind of like that word. Um, so there's always a naysayer that says, well, stuff like, you know, I can buy my own stuff and I can provide everything I need and energy while, you know, healthy eating and exercise and caffeine and cocaine. And I know, right, that's a bad thing. That's not a good way to get energy or speed or something like that. But I'm just saying there's all kinds of worldly things that provide energy and people, well, not everybody is a Christian and not, you know, and you know, there's people that 
are in my life that aren't Christians, that are good people. Um, and peace, you know, I, I find peace in yoga or I find peace in running or I get peace when I'm fishing or gardening or doing art or, you know, going out to dinner with my friends or a lovely nap, you know, so the first four things that I have mentioned, somebody will say, I don't, I think you're, that's a stretch that they come from God. Even though we have these beautiful Bible verses that are just scratching the surface. If you read that Bible and geek out on it, it's unbelievable where God provides. And just, I could go back and listen to those VBS podcast episodes and you'll see that God provided and provided and provided and provided. It's unbelievable. But the very last thing I wrote down is everything that humans cannot. Like rain was something that I listed um, in when I was talking about stuff. Rain really isn't I mean, it's a tangible thing, but it's not something we can create. I mean, I suppose there's a scientific way to create some rain, but not to water all of the earth and all of everybody's gardens and lawns and stuff like that. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about that grace and mercy and love that only comes from Christ that only comes from a God who loves us so much that when we took our free will and sinned against him and that sin is a result in death and separates us from God, he says, I am so in love with my creations. I am so in love with the humans I have created in my image that I don't want them to go to hell. I don't want to be have them separated from me. So I will come down and I will teach them and I will show them and I will pay the price for their sin. I will not sin. Jesus Christ never sinned. And yet he takes on the sin of the world for everyone and for all of us. So the verse that came to mind when I was thinking of that. I don't know if it's the perfect verse for this, but because it lists so many things, I think it kind of captures it. And it's um, it starts with Romans 35, Romans 8. Hmm. Oh, it's because I wrote Roman. Apparently, Bible Gateway wants you to get it right and spell Romans, not Roman. But Paul writes the letter to the Romans, or maybe Romans is just because he was in Rome. But basically, he says, um, in starting at verse 35, he says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. 
And this is important. This is the part that I'm talking about. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So this is everything humans cannot provide. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, the present or future or any powers, neither height nor depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I mean, that's just the good news right there, that we have a Jesus that loves us so much that he took it all on to save us from this sinful world, to save us from those months of chaos and those years of trouble and those and the lifetime of one thing after another. Our hope is in a risen Lord Jesus. And God provides Jehovah Jireh. God provided his son, Jesus Christ, for us. Good stuff, right? said it a million times before that God always provides the topic for this podcast. I uh, somehow I wasn't that kind of a weird I that's because I was trying to talk and think at the same time and it just came out like a real weird sound. Oh my goodness. God always provides. I get a thought in my head And if it is something that God wants me to talk about, he will always bring it for full circle. And I think from the moment I wrote Jehovah Jireh on a piece of paper to hold up to the Vacation Bible School kids, he knew he's been providing this whole time and will continue to provide. He knew that this day would come and I would reflect on it And he weaves it all together because he's so good that way. He provides everything we need. And I think of the money that was raised for Project 1649 for homeless teens, and he provides for them too. And I know that there's a lot of homeless people out there and you wonder like, why God? But he provides humans like us. So... As we go through this next week, a famous hippie Christian challenge, think about all that God has provided for you and think about how you can extend some kind of provision for somebody else, whether it's a donation to Project 1649 or helping at your homeless shelter or food pantry or smiling at somebody when you go past them in the halls at work or the grocery store or helping somebody out one way or another. Show the love of Christ to someone else. Share Jesus and point people to a God that provides. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all.